Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Sana Speaks. May peace and blessings be upon you all. In other words, assalamu alaikum. And today we have a very special guest. We have three, not one, but three. Um, from the charity Hopeful Intentions. And I'm going to hand over for them to introduce to you guys today. Hi, we are the Hopeful Intentions. Um, we kind of started this organisation during... NCS autumn actually and about tackling the big issues like homelessness and we do want to get into other stuff too but homelessness is kind of um, where we are originating from and it's the main issue we want to deal with first. We have a very dedicated team not just us three but there's more of us we've got a social media team we've got an editing team and um, yeah it's just we just want to, we just have hopeful intentions for the world and we want to do our part to kind of make it that a little bit better to the extent that we can. What an amazing start. Okay, I'm just going to go around in a second. You guys can just introduce each and one of you. So I'll start back, I'll pass it back to Tara. Tara, if you just give an introduction of who you are and your role in hopeful intentions. Right, so I'm Tara, um, as was said before. I'm part of the podcast team, so we do have our own podcast, Hopeful Intentions, look it up on Spotify. Um, but yeah, I'm part of that, and some of the research and creative thinking and writing um, is what I do. Hello, I'm Aparajita, and I am also part of the creative team uh, with Tara and also part of the podcast team. And I like to contribute my uh, talents like singing or other things to help um, our organization improve and to carry it forward. Hi, I'm Malika and I'm also part of the podcast team. Um, and that's about it. I, I like speaking and I enjoy doing the podcast. Without further ado, I'm going to, st- I'm going to, I have four questions for you guys and you're going to have five seconds to think of your answer for each question and you just have to say it out. Like it's the first okay. thing that comes into your head. It's just a nice icebreaker just to keep it cool. But okay, the first question is waffle crepes or pancakes? Uh, pancakes. Pancakes. Yeah. Malika? Hmm? <laughs> Has she disappeared? The question's too much for her. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, then. I'll just move on to the next one. Okay. One superpower you would want to have and why? Invisibility to listen to everybody's conversations and hear what they're saying without being creepy. <laughs> I think transportation. I say transportation to teleport. Why would you want to teleport? Because, like, imagine going to different countries in, like, one second. Like, I can just, say, open a door and be in somewhere like Paris or... I don't know. It just seems so interesting. And you don't have to spend money on, like, airplanes and stuff. (laughs) And it's good for the environment. Oh my god, both of these are so good. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what to say. (laughs) I'm sure you've got one superpower you've always wished for. Um, Yeah, probably the uh, listening to others without them knowing I'm 
their thing again because I like to see people's raw opinions without any tainted opinions Mm. well I think I think I think I feel pretty um scared to hear others opinions (laughs) people's opinions come and go man it's something you should never take about and the next one you have three wishes what would they be um the first wish would be to give me infinite like wishes so i don't like that would be my first wish very smart. and then yeah and then from there i think i have enough wishes <laughs> very <smart. laughs> but i feel like if i do wish for something it'd be for happiness and money i guess that everyone wants one of my wishes would be um probably getting the most out of me for the world just like using myself as much as I can to improve the future in like an environmental way or whatever I don't know wait why is that a wish like just having the um, opportunity to have that you know (laughs) that is very sweet okay next one if you were given one million pounds what would you do with it million or billion a million I'd invest. Invest. Invest in, in what? stocks, and then you like uh, a bit of like, like maybe twenty percent. I'd give to charity. Be Smart. a good person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that was very interesting. Tara, Jita, uh, your opinions. What would you do with one million pounds? Um, it's a hard one. I want to first like like explore the world and see where they need it you know <laughs> that kind of thing Fair i don't enough. know i can't just like give it away <laughs> Fair mm. enough. i mean it can be easily distributed to yourself to your family to charity to the world yeah. i mean or you could just keep it for yourself why you why can do that become a rich <laughs> and be selfish <laughs> <laughs> okay so as you guys can hear and listen and probably heard how lively this group is but i'm gonna first i'm gonna jump straight into your podcast and your organization so my first question for all three of you take time to answering it but what inspires you to do better for the community that's actually pretty difficult to answer because there's not only like one thing that inspires us it's quite a bit you know and uh, i think just i think one sorry I think one of them is to really educate people because educated people make good decisions for like their own well-being as well as others. So we really want to bring the awareness on different topics to a wider audience, especially the youth. Mm -hmm. Because especially as the younger generation can do so much more than any other generation can because we are the future. So if we educate the future, our future will also be brighter, you know. Yeah, I think that's one key thing. Mm. What an interesting outlook. Yeah, I think it's very important to kind of look at this as almost a responsibility or a duty as well to your to our community. Because mm-hmm. yes, we live in this world and we could we can just do things for our own sake, but at the same time we are living in a society with other people and we can't just, you know, take them for granted and say put your own interests first right we have a duty you have a duty to keep your house clean and just like you have a duty to keep the world clean and you know 
just reach the stop sign. Yeah. And I think yeah. helping others is like it it gives you happiness. So I mean, if oh, you want happiness beautiful. one way, I think the best thing to do is at least help invest in your community and help them. Okay. That is very, very true i'm i am so glad because you guys have such positive outlooks and a lot of people would be like oh i don't know like you guys gave me really positive and heartwarming responses i love to hear it but anyway next question (laughs) have you ever come ever come across a situation where you wanted to talk to a homeless person but you felt scared or intimidated but if you didn't why didn't you feel so and how was it it's like two questions in one but I think when it comes to feeling intimidated, I don't think I've ever felt intimidated. I've just not thought about, uh, you know, going up to homeless people and talking to them. Because obviously I wasn't like, I didn't know they needed our comfort and support. So I think now if I was to go out, if I was to see people who are homeless people, I would want to talk to them. But yeah, I think it was just ignorance. And like you just yeah definitely I think it's also like society's mindset that plays a big part in like as you grow up as well they're like don't look don't look at them don't um, look down to them and all that like those negative opinions just circling your head and so you never really think about actually asking a homeless person how they are and like Mm -hmm. even like consider looking at them as a normal human These stereotypes so deeply in our minds, it's like you need to kind of try to step out of your comfort zone and challenge them and be like, no, this person is a human being just like me, right? But it's really hard to do that, especially in a world where, you know, don't talk to strangers, you know, and your parents are always telling you to keep away from those types of people, those in inverted commas. Do you think this uh, a big factor of this would be the lack of education? Because as Malika was saying, you guys, you don't ever feel like you need to go and speak to a homeless person until you felt like you were educated and you know that they need your support. Yeah, that's very true. Like I, I think that is one of the main factors. Like we don't actually teach our kids. Like parents don't teach our kids to oh go up to people and actually ask them how they are. And it's just like just stay away from strangers you know and it's just like and also the stereotypes that media like portrays um homeless people as makes you kind of afraid as a child as well because obviously we're not that old so we we didn't exactly like until recently a few years I think I've then only I've been able to develop my own opinions so I think it's also that as well because the influence around you have on you yeah, because then again, you're also socialised, um, sorry, you're also socialised with um, your school as well. And I don't think they've ever mentioned, like, had a lesson about homeless people and the importance of supporting a mental health with homeless people and PSHE lessons. And um, it's like, they, I, I feel like in school they avoid real life matters. And I feel like that plays a big role why people certain, certain people end up how they end up. Yeah, I think it's really, yeah. I think it's a really good idea to incorporate some of this stuff into the school curriculum. Yeah, yeah. I think How, it's because I, it's not as extreme 
and that's why they don't want to talk about it like it's just like you know um neglected and it's like it, yeah. it, it, they think it doesn't happen much but it really it, they think it doesn't affect us as a younger generation but i think if we do talk about these issues now we can prevent them from happening you know yeah so as young people in in a in a secondary education how do you think how would you like to see homelessness and like topics as such implemented in your curriculum um like you said in pshe i think it's really important there yeah and i think it should be in like not in year 12 definitely not you know um it should be in year seven and eight and when you are starting to form your opinions because you're taught a lot of key skills like in the in these years and you should be exposed to this kind of stuff so that it's kind of more normalized to talk about it from a younger mm-hmm. age mm-hmm. if it wasn't for school curriculums like neglecting these issues i think we wouldn't even have to like talk about like even creative podcasts because they're so taboo if it mm-hmm. like parents don't address them so the only way to only people to uh, like only school can now address them so I think it's really important um, to include them in the curriculum and we pretty at, much at spend a lot of time in school more time in school than we do at home like yeah. I generally feel when I left school my life literally felt empty because I was always at school my life was orientated uh-huh. with school so I feel like with homeless people it's difficult because not only they're neglected by society but services and public services aren't supporting like the best only only with COVID they've been implemented and having to start to provide because obviously they're on their streets and they can't be on the streets because it's they can catch it which can cause a spread but if it wasn't for COVID it would have stayed the same and that's what's the most heartbreaking thing ever because it took a whole pandemic for people to realize the impacts and effects it has on homeless people yeah like we don't understand the unhygienic conditions we don't understand how hard it is for them to literally buy products to help them stay clean to help them eat all the necessary things until something like a pandemic really brings it to the next level and then people like pay more attention to it it's all over news and all that Mm -hmm. exactly like when it's extreme that's only when the issue is spoken about and we shouldn't let it get to that level but we have so it's really upsetting but then again it's like it moves me on to your next questions um obviously you guys opened up and started hopeful intentions to provide more support what are your future plans in regards to this so we do want to expand it and um, make sure that we reach out to more social medias. So we have Instagram right now. I think our social media team is working on some stuff with uh, Twitter, TikTok, kind of, we just want to reach the widest possible audience and kind of make these issues well-known, brought to the forefront of like what we're talking about is a big thing. Yeah. And I think also we were like making posters and doing more research into how we can exactly help homeless people. Mm-hmm. And also we we have wanted to dive into more uh, topics like diversity and stuff like that. So essentially, your not your main goal is 
is homelessness, but you have other branches where you want to look into different things. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should just limit ourselves because especially once we've got a wider audience, it's important to address other issues as well. Yeah, I completely agree. And all these important issues, um, they should be addressed to the youth who are really the future. And we're, we are generally much more open-minded and so we have new perspective on things. And the bigger audience we have, the more perspectives we can get, the more ideas we can get, and the more we can develop and improve these problems. And research have- is also a big part of this. <laughs> So do you guys look at, do you guys do your own primary research or do you look into secondary research and what other people have conducted? Um, right now I we can't that... actually, oh, <laughs> right now we can't actually conduct any primary research, but we have looked at like obviously secondary research and that's obviously where we get our information from. Do you want to do mm-hmm. primary, more primary research? But obviously because of the pandemic, we can't actually go out and do stuff. We can in the future though. Yeah. Yeah, well, right now we've relied on secondary results. Yeah. <laughs> How's that going? How do you find secondary research? Do you feel like you could find more, better information if you did it yourselves? Or do you think you're finding a good amount of information whilst with the secondary research? I think with the research um, we're looking at now, we have to look at a lot of different websites because a lot of them are biased towards one way or another either really uh, for the government and for the council or just completely opposite and we just need to balance them all out in our head but if we do I think we have a pretty good amount of research even though it's secondary. Yeah and I think like most secondary research is also um, like it's not incorrect and it's pretty factual so I think it's good in terms of what we have now. Yeah, I think it's more a matter of reaching an audience and uh, actually marketing this information because the information is out there. It's not like it's impossible to find, but it's just people, sadly, people don't care enough to actually do it and actually look into the research themselves, which is why something like a podcast that's more um, user-friendly and accessible a lot of people is kind of a good way of spreading that message even though the message is there we're not here to you know bring something really new to the table we're here to take something that people don't want to talk about and bring it into the light and kind of show it in a new way Mm -hmm. exactly I think that's what our key motive is because you can find you can uh, information is just a a such a way and uh, if we do conduct our own primary research I don't think it's as reliable or it will be as reliable because obviously you need a larger sample if you want to conduct research and if times like this it's really difficult to do that so for now mm-hmm. we are completely relying on secondary research but it's not bad it's like that research is obviously as valid as if we were to do research ourselves I think at this stage we value our opinions a lot because we are the youth and we want to connect with the youth at this stage, especially to market our um, organisation and bring it to that new level. Fair enough, because as, as young people, you guys are very, like, people listen to young people more than they, they would 
to like an older generation like no disrespect mm -hmm. out there but as a young person myself I personally have felt that I've been able to communicate and come across my like get my points across better than someone who is double the age of me you know I think yeah. age isn't really a factor I think it's more about being open-minded and looking at different perspectives and as a younger generation we have been exposed to more and I think that's why we can also communicate with more people and I guess that's why I also yeah, listen definitely. I also understand like like older people are as good as well but it's just that maybe what the people that you met like the older people they're like just one-sided and biased and I think that's the stereotype that we make of older people as well we're always going to meet people who are either alike or who agree to our opinions or always disagree to our opinions that's why when I say people are young people are better in communicating it's because young people uh, older generation have they can communicate I'm not saying they can't but certain groups of older people have certain ways of communicating because we have stereotypes <laughs> of older people and they have stereotypes of us they always see us all as a retro sponge oh they're gonna ruin it they're gonna do this they're gonna do that and then when we come out and shine and do better things for the community they're like okay maybe not so I feel like the more young people get involved and let the crime rates drop then I feel like the more reliant people becoming young people which will allow us to make that change because I feel like because of the high level rate, rates going around in the, the community and in the across the UK it's making it harder for us young people who are trying to make a change and trying to make something good it just that should yeah. be seen yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that there is definitely a a communication gap there between our generation and older generations because we we don't have that same relatability with them right so it, obviously there's going to be some difficulty in communicating and then that is where the stereotypes come from but I think that we can um, overcome them it is a lot easier to communicate with people our, our own age it's also because like we're in a we're a technology a generation so we rely a lot on technology however older generations they mostly rely on they don't actually use as much or they haven't been brought up with technology so we've as uh, since we were young we've had so much information available so we're more likely to have a more open-minded outlook to things compared to the older generation that only had limited information and uh, yeah, yeah and I agree yeah. yeah I agree in that way that we are so much more um we have so much more information and opinions and culture accessible to us and we are just so much more exposed to a lot of different mindsets and so generally we do become more open-minded and so it is harder to communicate with older generations which maybe don't see it that way I mean, it's everyone's open to their opinion, and it's it depend. It really does depend on who you come across and who you've met that determine your opinion on that. But anyway, moving on to the next question and talking about people, how do you want people to help more? How what do you what do you guys expect from people when when you're running your podcasts and doing your community programs and initiatives? I think even just approaching a homeless person just having a conversation 
you know, you don't necessarily have to, you know, give them some change if you don't think that's what's best for you. But I do think it is important, like you asked, um, who who out of you um, has actually approached a homeless person before? And I don't think any of the three of us really have. And it's because of this ignorance and this lack of information. And I think once we open that communication, once we open this barrier between us and people who don't have homes, that's when we can really start humanizing them. And that's when employers will look at them differently and they'll get different opportunities. Because honestly, we don't think that the way that our thoughts are as impactful as they are, because even you thinking something about a person is going to affect your judgments and is going to affect the entirety of actions about them. Mm. I think really what we want people to do is to just like read information and read about homeless people and read about things that they don't usually read about and like through our posters and through what we put out on social media and through our podcast to learn information and to have a more positive outlook towards homeless people and also not just look at the stereotypes and not just like believe in the stereotypes and not create stereotypes and break them down as well. So with stereotypes and it's just with communication, so do you guys think if someone was to host an event for homeless people and you asked for volunteers to come and help, would you find a good amount of volunteers or would you find like a, would it just be a couple of people? So I'm just giving you a scenario. What would you guys think about that? I'm actually not sure. I feel like, a lot of people do want to help like others, but they just don't get the opportunity to. So unless I think if we like market it, market it and like let them know about it, more people the more people that know, the more people will obviously volunteer. So I think it depends really. Right now obviously there's gonna be less people volunteering, even when we need more people to volunteer just because of the pandemic. Yeah, I think it's an interesting one, definitely, because it's it's crazy the amount that s- some people are willing to talk about issues and all of these things, but then in action, so to speak, they don't like to kind of approach homeless people or speak to them. And I think it's just really sad because no matter what people say that they're feeling and say that they're thinking, you know, their true colours start to show when you're actually doing something like this. And um, I don't think that many people would actually want to attend, which is what we're trying to change. And it is what we started this whole um, organisation for. So I honestly, um, being brutally honest here, I don't think that many people would attend personally. But that is completely wrong and we should change that and we should change people's views on homeless people yeah i think the people that will volunteer will definitely be from um actual homeless charities and other things where they have actually volunteered before and people are really uh unsure about stepping out of their comfort zones and actually getting their hands dirty as tara said so yeah we look to change that well, I hope you guys the very best for that. And you guys have been amazing, but I didn't want to make this too long and I don't want to bore you out and ruin your evening. But thank you so much. And I wish all the best for hopeful intentions. Um, 
Um, any thank last you, final you. words you have for my podcast? Like your link for Spot their Spotify podcast will be in my link description <laughs> and in the description on Spotify, and it will their Instagram and all their social media will be available in my link description. Bar, but <laughs> yeah, guys, thank you so oh much, God. guys. Wait, wait, wait! I just want to say. I just want to say, Sana, you're doing a brilliant job. I love your YouTube channel and all the content you make from Sana Speaks. Everyone go check her out more and more if you've just come across her. (laughs) But yeah, thank you so much, guys. It's so sweet. You guys are doing amazing. I'm so proud of you guys, especially in year 12. Like, I didn't start doing this till after I left in sixth form. So I'm so proud of you guys. And I hope you guys all the wish the best. You guys know where you can find me. But thank you so much, everyone. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity.